You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 61, news, conversations, and more, 225. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in its terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the first episode in a bold new direction. Mm-hmm. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perez. And we are back for a, I guess we would call this a finisode. Uh, it's supplementary to episode 90 in many respects, because episode 90 is, our, of course, our interview with the one truly episode great. Episode 90? We're getting up did there. I, did, did I say 90? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I meant 60. <laughs> we'll be 90 soon enough. It's only an entirely huge difference. Yeah. Episode 60 is our big interview with Eric Larson uh, about... The 25th anniversary of Savage Dragon, Image Comics, and, of course, uh, Savage Dragon, issue number 225. That's a good... If you haven't heard that interview yet, um, you can either listen to it first or after. We may be referencing some things we spoke about, but probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how much of a finisode this is, because I feel like we're going to go long, because there's... It's 225 is just an amazing issue. I mean, we got it. We got to talk to Eric about it, got through our system, but we really didn't get much time to talk among ourselves about it. And, right. Uh, We're primarily going to focus on news. Uh, we got a whole bunch of emails for interesting conversations to go through, and we're going to talk a little bit about 225 and what it meant to us personally. Yeah, there'll be just sort of a little uh, Savage Fincast crew back and forth about it. We won't like go as intense as we... Mm. Only oh, last, you know, two, three hours tops. Yeah. I like how we always say these things at the beginning of the episode, and then we never do what we say. Like, by the end of the episode, <laughs> like, oh, we never did that. We'll Meanwhile, people are, go. people are in their car, like, you know, just praying for red lights so they can get, <laughs> like, oh, I'm almost at work, you bastards. All right, so uh, do we want to get into the news? Yep, Let's we, get got a little, we got some to get to. It's Jim, why don't you take the secret cover? Because I know you got a lot. Oh to, yeah, to thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> so our first bit of news is um, Savage Dragon two twenty five. Uh, Savage Dragon two twenty eight got its cover revealed about a month ago now. Um, the solicitation text goes: O Canada, Part Two. Wait, O Canada, Part Two. Relocated to the Great White North, Dragon faces a number of new challenges, a new job, a new home, a new life, and the return of the enigmatic villain, the Seeker. Mm-hmm. At long last, all of his secrets are revealed. This one comes with our highest possible recommendation. As they all do, Derek. As wow. They all do. Wow. So, for those who don't know, the Seeker <laughs> was a semi-recurring villain during the This Savage World period. When Dragon was on the run from from uh, Cyberface, the Seeker would occasionally show up to ruin his day. Um, his name, of course, being the Seeker, he was you know assumed to be an agent of Cyberface, 
and generally just hounded Dragon, uh, you, mostly around those issues that he was dealing with the gods. Yeah, it was uh, issue, I think, 87 to 88, and then he showed up in that wacky Santa Claus issue. Well, that's the thing, six. is <laughs> after Cyberface was defeated, you didn't hear anything else about the Seeker until that Santa Claus issue. Wait, which number was that? 106. 106? Okay. People can look it up. Yeah. And that was the last time we ever heard of him. Well, it was now, weird. When he first appeared, right, he uh, he was kind of tracking Dragon down, right? Because I remember, like, right. he, like, killed a bunch of people, killed, like, the fabulous uh, furry freak brother knockoff guys, remember? Mm-hmm. And he chased Dragon to God World, but then he didn't, like, enter God World, remember? He was, like, hovering once Cause Cyberface Dragon had, made it uh... in there. Had like a, a pact with, with him, them. yeah. Well, or at least that's what it was thought, you know, because we yeah. we still don't know if he really worked for Cyberface or not. Because well, that like was you said, thing. he was you, still tracking him down. I don't think he ever spoke. Now no, he didn't. No, nope. completely was, silent. Yeah. So, or you don't was, know though, because it doesn't show when he was like questioning. The, obviously, something must have either he showed him a photo or talk talked to the victims because in the eighty seven he's, I think he beat up. Uh, uh, Nurse Anne's boyfriend right. at the time. And then he killed the fabulous furry freak brother guys when Dragon left with Anne. Right. So, and and both times they're like, oh, he's traveling to Godland or on his way to Godland or something like a god town. Remember? And they were just like kind of pointing the way and then you see, you never but really saw Seeker on thing, panel. The important yeah. thing is that we know nothing about this guy. And he's right. one of those outstanding mysteries that have just been, mm-hmm. and he again, looks like, like a Kirby type god in a way. Yeah, oh, I yeah. think he's kind of like a, yeah, a bit. He's got the head horns and the, the glider. Mouth. Yeah, the little always, like, seeker I've, glider. He's just for me. He's just one of those mysteries that I really became attached to because, especially after he reappeared in one hundred and six, I just kept saying, "Oh, we're going to finally find out what this guy's deal is." And. Mm-hmm. That never happened. Years later, yeah, it's been fifteen <laughs> years. About I think, which is amazing to me how time can go. Like fifteen years, what the hell? What's he been doing? What's he up think to? Think about it. That's another one of those long bombs. Well, and here's the other thing: Dragon's now dead. But if he's like a bounty hunter, it was just not really. I mean, I can't recall if he was like trying to kill Santa Claus in that issue. If that was like. I, don't know. I think he was going after Dragon because in that issue, like Jennifer mentions, it was it's a it was a weird issue. First of all, but, right? But uh, Santa Claus was like kidnapped, right? And then mm-hmm. they were flying his That's sleigh. Right. The, the elves had to like get Dragon to be Santa Claus. And then the Seeker, like at first, he was shooting. I went back and looked at the issue, and he was like shooting at him. But Jennifer's like, he's not trying to hit us. Like he was kind of just shooting blasts like he could have hit them if he wanted to but then he ends like i don't know dragon attacks him he ends up blowing off both the dragon's hands eventually dragon so in in 87 slash 88 and in 106 both times dragon destroys his little air skiff thing his glider yeah his glider and both times in in 88 dragon's foot gets blown off by the seeker and in 106 both of his hands get destroyed I think once when he punched the glider, his hand got destroyed, and then the second time, Seeker took a laser blast from you know one of those hmm. hand blasts and shot it off. So he's a formidable villain. I can't remember like if he got whacked by Thor's hammer. He did. He, dra- 
Yeah, when Dragon had control of it. Yeah, Dragon's battling in God Town, and Seeker's still, like, hovering, and Dragon just flings his hammer and basically just smacks him. That's right, and then it goes back to Wax Destroys Thor, his glider. Then, yeah. instead, of re- instead of returning to Dragon, it goes back to Thor, who doesn't have his glove, so he gets whacked with his own <laughs> hammer. Yeah, and then the same thing in 106, Dragon punches his glider, destroys it, gets his hand blown off. And then, like, Seeker's just... The whole issue ends with Seeker just kind of walking in the snow, like, just... I don't know. You don't know where he he's going. He must have been walking in that snow an awful long time, because this cover is very snowy. He's going to the glider store. So, my theory has always been that it's Chris Robinson. Yeah, which is but Chris abs- Robinson showed up again. Right, right. But he only showed up after the Seeker disappeared. Uh. And now, <laughs> Alex broke up with him, and now the Seeker's back. What a coincidence! If you're right, I'm going to shit a goose egg. Who else could it be? I thought because the Seeker was hounding Dragon, and eventually we learned Alex was dead, that he was like a revenge against Dragon thing. Of course, I well, of course, of course, of course, I should clarify this. I thought Overlord Three was Chris Robinson for a while, so don't take everything (laughs) I say about that. I don't know why I think Chris Robinson's <laughs> always the the mystery man. It just has always been the case. I, I have to say, I I think your theory is better than mine. I just think he's going to just be some fucking like robot or program or something. Yeah. I don't I don't think he's going to have a connection to, to a cast member. I right. think he's going to be tied to something. Like, he'll well, be significant, like he, he'll, Godtown he'll, Robot he'll, or something. I think he'll just be one of Cyberface's creations that's just been autonomous since Cyberface Just died. out there. Yeah, exactly. I think it, that's exactly what I think. I think he'll be a robot. I don't think he's going to be a dude. I think he's going to just be, like, just some program that was set to do a job and it just never did it. Well, we'll see. Hopefully this uh, solicitation of the... Craig? The pro- I don't know. I'm trying to think of anyone it could be, but I think you're right. I think it's not going to be a specific person, but I, I think you're right, Raven. Uh, I think it's going to be tied to something or someone. Well, this, I don't this, know. Solu- this, is, this solicitation promises all secrets will be revealed, so we'll see how true that is. It's got to be something like decent, you would think. You would think. I'm sure. <laughs> well, you never know. I mean... That's Are you sure it's not is, more loose ends? Clean up, clean up. It's Dragon's ex-girlfriend, Marcy. Yes. <laughs> it's Spoon. Okay, so we also got a new cover, <laughs> issue 229, uh, just the other day. Uh, maybe even today, now that we're, Yesterday. we're recording. Yesterday. Uh, we don't know a lot about this cover, except that it is a picture of Maxine holding Malcolm's severed finger. And she's grossed out that she had to pick it out of her hair. It's a pretty good cover. Uh, I like it. It's got a lot of character. The finger's kind of small. It must be his pinky finger. It's got to be a pinky. That's a small finger, ain't it? But it also looks like it has his wedding band on it. But it's a little unclear because it kind of... Sorry, Eric. has a bunch of tangents with the hair. So I can't really Uh tell if it's... I can't tell if it's a wedding band. I can't tell if it's a wedding band or if it's just hair wrapped around it. Sorry. I was going to say, they don't wear their bands. So I don't think it's well, bands. I think that's hair. If it's not well, a band, no, is whoa, it really whoa, 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 whoa. a tangent? Maxine's wearing her wedding band in the co- on the cover. 
Oh, she is, bro. Good eye. I thought that was just like a knuckle, but no, you're right. It's a ring. Mm. Well, Malcolm finally earned the money to get a ring for her. Aw. So, yeah. I, <laughs> I think it's just hair around Malcolm's pinky there. Yeah. I, it, it's so thin, it's got to be hair. But it also seems to be a different color, so I couldn't tell. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Because Eric, Eric mentioned in when he posted it on Facebook that he had trouble with the composition, that he struggled with it, with mm-hmm. a combination of the size of Malcolm's fingers... Maxine's head and other like things. Hashtag stay off my back, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump to the next uh, bit of news. I'll okay. take this one. Uh, Eric Larson won an Inkwell Award. Ooh. Says uh, the Inkwell Awards has released the names of the winners of its 10th annual awards for excellence in the art form of comic book inking. As before, nominees were chosen by a separate and independent nomination committee. This year had more nominees than ever. Voting by professionals and fans alike took place via live ballot at the Nonprofit Advocacy's website. One winner was chosen in each of the five categories based on American-based interior comic book work cover dated 2016. So Eric won the the all-in-one category, which is penciling and inking together. Uh, in that category, it was Eric Larson. He won with 18% of the vote uh, for Savage Dragon. Other nominees, and I might butcher these names, Nicola Scott, 16%, uh, 163 Liam Sharp, 162 Stan Sakai, 13.9%, Walt Simonson, 129 Jerome Opina, 9.9%, and Joel Jones, 6.7%. So, so those are some pretty good names. Yeah, and I yeah. saw that Eric slapped the Inkwell kind of badge on the uh, cover for 229, which is cool. I'm so it's good sure. to see Eric get recognized. I'm I'm happy. I don't know where they announced this, if it's you know at some kind of comic convention or... Oh, it was probably at San actually. Diego. Yeah. Because San Diego just happened. And okay. actually, I saw, I saw people on Twitter talking about their... Uh, the Inkwell Awards. They were getting searched in at by the uh, TSA on the airplanes. <laughs> Trying to take their award? What's Trying to take their award. What's, award. In, what's in this award? That sort of bullshit. Yeah, that happened. Oh, wow. I can't oh. remember wh- who it happened to, but I, I saw it on Twitter. Huh. It is cool to see him get recognition. I mean, for fuck's sake. I know. <laughs> I wonder, 25 I, years. I don't, even, I don't even know what Liam Sharp is up to right now that he would get nominated. Guess I'm just out of the loop. What was the same thing? Like we were like, oh, Stan Saki, oh, Walt Simonson. Like these are some cool names. You know, Jerome Opena is like pretty hot. Like that's a pretty like I don't even know what he's doing, and I hear his name getting thrown he was, around. Uh, he was on that sci-fi comic for a while with Tony Moore. He took over after Tony Moore with uh. Wait, who? Ah, uh, what the heck is that name? It was like a retro one. From I know Image. what you mean. Um, which, which 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 who are you talking about? Jerome Opina. Oh, okay. Opina, uh, I don't know. Ah, uh, what the heck? I know the one. I know the one you mean. Yeah, I, I, it's such on the tip of my tongue right now. Do you know who published it? Image. Image. It was an image comic? Well, yeah. that's easy to solve. What? I just got to Google his name in comicsology. 
Oh, uh, Fear Agent. Fear Agent. Fear Agent. Fear there Agent. you go. Okay. And I know he's done other stuff. He uh, works with Rick Remender oh, a lot. Oh, Remender, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, that's... Seven to Eternity, I think, is his current book. This is a good victory for him, just because, again, these are, like, not, like, nobodies. Like, these are really kick-ass, like, artists. And so, that's why uh, this is, like, super covers. cool. I also like that they made sure to make that this award was based on interiors. Because anybody can make a really super kick-ass cover, but yeah. it's a little different when you're doing interiors. And you think about all the like killer double page spreads that Eric's been busting out lately. I get it. He certainly has earned it. Yep, for doing it for twenty five years. Definitely. So uh, let's move on. We got a moving lot to along. Get moving along. You take um, this one, Raven. You got it. You got it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm proud to present Amazing Heroes Kickstarter will include three savage dragon figures four and a half inch figures planned for release one is malcolm in his cop uniform two dragon variants one in his street duds the number one issue wife beater and then the other is the sos uniform which we all know and love the kickstarter is going to launch in september and uh you can follow facebook.com slash amazing heroes toys that's Amazing Heroes action figures for updates on their Kickstarter. They look cool. Yeah, I'm not a big action figure guy, but these I like the 4.5 size figures because mm. they remind me of like the little GI Joe guys. That's the thing; these are GI Joe size, which you never you never really see that anymore. You yeah, know? it's um, perfect. I think I, these in particular, the reason we're getting Dragon now because Amazing Heroes has been around for a while. They got a new body sculpt for the big bodies. Uh, the broad shoulder bodies. Mm-hmm. Where previously they all have pretty much the same body, like GI Joes. So, with these new bodies, they're a reissuing a new Stardust with the big body. Makes sense. Where previously he had the skinny body, and they're doing these dragon figures because they all use the same body. So, which is cool because he has the skinny legs still. Yeah. Right, <laughs> exactly. And it's cool that Malcolm's getting a figure. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that the most. Like, I mean, I don't know how. If people like you cats are as jazzed as I am about it, but we've seen many, many dragon figures. Yeah. But like this will be the first Malcolm figure, and that's awesome. I would love for there to be a whole dragon line of four and a half size figures. Because those like they're small enough to like fit on a little shelf and I don't and know. Here's this is what's cool. I totally agree with you, and here's what's so awesome. This isn't like some big corporate whatever. This is like a Kickstarter-funded thing. Like, if Dragon fans jump in there and support the balls off those figures, there's absolutely no reason to believe that there won't be more support we'll Finally in the get future. a Vanguard figure or... Yes! I, Vanguard had, would look good. I haven't, you know... I've... Barbaric wouldn't be tall enough. It'd be like it'd be like the comic brought to life with his in-comic figure. Yeah. It'd be too, too tiny. But it would still be cool. I, I mean... Although we we already have a bunch of super patriots and dragons, like I just want different guys and star like Vanguard star, star before Vanguard was gonna get a figure, wasn't he? he yeah, canceled. Yeah, Kill Cat. Yes, huh. Kill Cat would work. Kid Avenger would work. They'd all look good. Yes, they all got similar body types. Flash Mercury. Yeah, that would work. I that mean, would all be these body. Sweet. 
I'm telling you, dude. And the thing, about the, the, the thing about these figures is they all get elaborate head sculpts if they need it. So, because there's a flaming carrot one, which is l- the flaming carrot head, right? Which is quite elaborate for for you know compared to some of these other figures. Uh, so they can do a lot of stuff with the head. I think they're doing. I don't know if they 3D print them or if they're just modeling them in 3D. Um, it is definitely some kind of modeling in 3D. I don't know how they like you know produce it, but the, like uh, the Malcolm model was on their website. Yeah, that was how they teased it that they posted a big Malcolm Dragon rough 3D head. You're right though, Craig. Uh, it because of the scale, it would be the bomb just yes. to, to see a bunch. Yes, Thunderhead. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they do have a female body, so we can get, get we can get Dart, Dart and yeah. we can get we Smasher, can get Alex, Smasher, Horridus Gen- might be tough. Yeah, with the spikes, because that would require <laughs> custom sculpts. Yeah. Sadly, that probably won't make this line, because they do seem like they're kind of going for like the just the head swap, yeah. G.I. Joe style, but it would be awesome. <laughs> yes. So that's cool, and again, that's going to be in September, so uh, Dragon fans, do your best to support that, because, I mean, Kickstarters, they respond very directly to what is put into them. So if there's more dragon support for this, if people are like, yeah, I'm supporting this because of Savage Dragon, there's no reason to believe that there won't be more down the road. So that's awesome. Shall we move right along to the Finteresting responses? Sounds good. All right. Uh, So now Finteresting responses where you, the listener, are uh, asked to kind of write in with a response to the questions of the, the, the the kind of uh, Savage Dragon or Eric Larson related topics that we uh, discuss. So please feel free to contact us at savagefincast at gmail.com. And uh, each episode we will uh, read the letters uh, that we get. And uh, if we get a lot, we'll pick a few. And if we get a little, we'll read them all. <laughs> but I guess uh, with this being kind of a an extra episode on top of the Eric interview. We've got a bunch uh, to read, and we'll go through most of them. Um, so our first letter – oh, first, our, our interesting yeah, what, uh, response from episode 59 uh, was, what format slash tropes slash experiment has Eric not tried on Savage Dragon yet that you would like to see? So uh, first uh, response was from Tony – Mikulandra. So hopefully I didn't butcher your name, but he says, "What up, Savage Bros? Here's my interesting response for episode 59. I agree that a black and white issue would work as well as you guys work as well as you guys mentioned on the show. So my next pick would be an issue built completely from the perspective of an av- of an average ordinary Chicago Joe. Something mm. similar to older issues featuring Chester, that's issue 24. Uh, and I believe Dragon's X Mildred, which I think he's thinking of Marcy. Mildred is uh, what's his name? Right, uh, 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 Frank's Frank's wife. wife. So I think yep. he means Marcy. Issue sixty-four that had the secondary or supporting characters' voices come to the forefront, giving a lot more depth to Dragon's character by showing how he is perceived by the people around him. Obviously, in a future issue, Malcolm would be prominent instead of Dragon, which is more reason to switch to the POV. So point of view so that we readers can get some insights into Malcolm's character even an Astro City style story where Chicago itself becomes the focus of the issue 
could work if it can include the essential elements that make the Savage Dragon comic unique. Plentiful fisticuffs, irreverent humor, with a peppering of sex, to name a few. And maybe touch on the unexplored history of the Vicious Circle. Anyway, those are my two Canadian cents. Um, he's Canadian. He didn't tell me this. I wouldn't have read this a lot. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm writing this as issue 225 is about to drop. And can honestly say I'm pretty damn excited for a comic book release, which is incredible because there are maybe one or two other comics that can do that to me these days. I look forward to the upcoming FinCast, and thanks in advance if this reply makes it to the air. You made it, Tony! <laughs> well, Tony, I can tell you, um, um, sorry, um, you're mentioning Astro City. Um, I'm a big fan of Astro City. I'm a big fan of uh, Kurt Busak. Busak. Kurt Busak, yeah. <laughs> Johnny, two times, two times. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of you know his work, and the first thing I thought of when you were describing this is Marvels, and I've always thought that a Marvel style story about dragon being found in the burning field and like the first arc through with Overlord could really work. Yeah. If you yeah, found, you know, like, I think, like from the, I like, think from the he... point, like from the like from the point of view of like one of the lower the like the officers in the Chicago PD, not Frank, yeah. some, just some rando like from yeah. that point of view. Yeah. I actually thought he meant Marvel's when he said Astro city. So I'm glad you brought that up. Cause when I read it out in my head, I was thinking that Marvel's well, mm-hmm. Astro city is in many respects, the comic for the, the series version of Marvel's gotcha. Okay. It's the same guy. And it's generally the same theme of, of um, street level view of bigger events or different angles, like you'd be from the villain's point of view, that sort of thing. Astro City's a great comic. Buy it today. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Astrocast, Savage Astrocast. No, I, I think that that that's a good call. It would be kind of cool. I, I do. I remember particularly enjoying Savage Dragon sixty four, the issue with Marcy, and 20, that 20. was the oh, sixty four is. That was one where uh, where Dragon was kind of doing a commercial for the Razor. Do you remember that? I don't know if you I guys remember I don't that. remember any of this. I'm so, going to remember that. Issue. It's a good issue. And, and uh, it, he was dating that Marcy character for like an issue or two. And I just really liked the... Um, Marcy's a black girl with Cone Rush? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, remember I remember her. I enjoyed how Eric could give... I don't know, write so much into these characters only showed up for a little bit. Same thing with Chester, yep. too. And uh, those are the kind of issues I like. So that issue was really funny because uh, it was... Um, uh, who's the guy with the bolts on his head? I always mess up his... Roughneck. Ruff- Roughneck, yeah. Was it Roughneck that shows up, I think? I think he shows up. Maybe I could be wrong. Someone's going to well, scream he, at me. But... Marcy couldn't handle it, so she took off after... I know yeah. another villain shows up and kind of busts up the whole commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I, I gotta check recheck that issue out because I, I didn't I don't recall that issue being like structurally any different than any other Savage Dragon issue. But well, it was just I'll the take his really, word for it. It's not structurally different. It's just I think the introduction of like a lot more kind of average characters because so like the, yeah. the book is really surrounded by a lot of superheroes. Sure. And so to have drag like a lot of the surrounding cast in that issue, maybe it wasn't a lot, but just having a, kind of a normal girlfriend and seeing yeah. her point of view kind of brought a lot to it same thing with chester he was kind of a normal dude and we did see him show up again which raven totally missed <laughs> totally completely <laughs> i was like who's that guy 
But uh, no, I, I agree. Yeah. I think it's cool to see that. Good suggestion, Tony. Yeah, I, I totally. Uh, I'm not going to bring anything new to it, but I just agree. Yeah, that was a good one. And, and Eric kind of did that for a little bit with Malcolm when he had his like school friends, and I don't even remember their names anymore. Besides, like the little uh, PJ, but there was PJ, and there was like the taller kid with the big afro. Mm-hmm. And for a while, like Malcolm just had his regular, you know, unsuperpowered friends, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I think I think Tony's saying more than that. That the actual story's got to be from their point of yeah, view. Like yeah, yeah, I get that. For like an entire issue. I think that would be pretty wild. It would be a good experiment, I agree. Because I did like that Marvels, like you said, like it was just, you know, what would this be like to some regular dude on the street who every mm. week's got to deal with some alien invasion? They'd vote for <laughs> Trump. Anyway, let's move on to the next uh, letter. we got a lot to get through. Uh, you want to take this one, Raven? It's, it's from you our pal. It's, you know what's funny, though, is this is uh, pretty restrained. This is some Satira's Gravis light. He says, Fincast crew, that rumbling Savage Dragon 225 hype train is so loud and powerful that it awoke me from my drunken stupor. I submit this letter as a sacrificial offering to appease the Savage Dragon gods, lest my immortal soul be eternally damned for not paying tribute. All hell, Savage Dragon 225. I humbly prostrate myself in abject servitude before such awesomeness. Redacted. Redacted. (laughs) (laughs) Now, as for your current interesting question, I want to see a special sideways Savage Dragon issue a la X-Force, Volume 1, Number 4, and Spider-Man, Volume 1, Number 16, which were published 26 years ago, almost in keeping with Savage Dragon and Image's 25th anniversary. John Byrne did it first with Fantastic Four, Volume 1, 252, way back in 1983. Is this something you guys would like to see? Sincerely, Sotiris Gravis. P.S. Can't wait to see Raven's seven-page backup. P.P.S. More fucking swearing. I know Twitter's trying to crack down on curse words, which Raven's not thrilled about. What does that mean? They introduced a brand new policy where you will get finger quote shadow banned if you are uh, putting out like lewd content, even profanity, just words. So you'd be like, ah, shit, and it'll get you... Uh, soft band, which is to say most people won't see what you type. And they don't tell you, so that's why it's like a shadow band. So if I was just on there and I'm like, eat a dick, like, most people aren't going to see it. Yeah. So, that's bullshit. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for the suggestion, Because the only people who can hear you are the people who are following you. That's, um, kind of why... Yeah, it's not 100% true, but that's also kind of why people are so mad, because you do have the ability to, like, mute, and... Yeah. Also, there's no note of... It doesn't tell you. Like, you have no idea, like, when it ends, when it starts. Like, you have no idea. So, Mm -hmm. basically, the only way to avoid it would be... Anyway, this is not the Savage Twitter cast. Come on. All right. Sideways comics. Sideways comics. Would you guys like to see it? I would only accept a sideways comic if Mm -hmm. the, the, um, um, the, um, how do I even phrase this? We're waiting. Okay. The comic book, you know, has, has, has an edge, has the, uh, the stapled seam, the stapled, the seam, the seam. 
Right. The seam isn't in its normal place, but it's at the oh. top of the issue. Oh, bound at the top. Yes. I've seen that done before. A bunch of like comic strip-based comics Image did okay. like, 20 years ago. I see. People I feel like, like those, though. I feel like Eric has talked about this with us, and he hates it, and he would never yeah. do it. I think Did you mention I he said that he, like he, that he was like not into it, like it just doesn't work for him. Just not into and it. And I'm trying to remember the technical reason why. There was a technical reason why he wasn't a fan of it. I think, if nothing else, because it can't be reproduced within another book, and it wouldn't reprint well in a trade. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's what I was. I tried to say, and I screwed up. Uh, it's basically like if you do that as a one shot issue. Like, yeah. remember how the mini issue just perfectly worked full size too sure which was fucking crazy but somehow he did it well they had to like resize stuff and move things around a little bit it was a lot of work i think on his half to make it work both ways but he's like really anal to make it fit in collections you know about that but that's good because oh, yeah, like, yeah. this this uh if it was turned sideways you would change the proportions of the artwork and yeah. so it wouldn't scale right for the trade like no matter what you did unless, unless well unless you did something like like newspaper comic strips like mm-hmm. those like those pvp comics that i'm talking about okay they if you did that you could do it with a standard you know edge uh spine mm-hmm It'd just be a little bit more cumbersome to open. I gotta be. Here's the thing, though. The question was: Is would we like to see it? And uh, I know Eric said he didn't like it, but yeah, I'd still like to see him try, just sure. because I'm sure he'd come up with something crazy. Is the funny thing? Yeah, I, I don't think I'd mind either way. But knowing that he doesn't like it, I don't think we're gonna see it. But <laughs> hey, unlikely. But I would like to see it. I'd still like to see it. But yeah, sadly, we know it's kind of not. Well, thank you, Satiris. Much appreciated. And you're going to, the backup's going to blow your balls off. <laughs> uh, next letter is from um, uh, Andrew Edremont. De, de Edremont. De Edremont. De Edremont. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. I'm still not all the way through your latest FinCast, but I thought I'd give you my two cents on your latest FinCast conversation. Wait, 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 wait. You can't write topic. in and not get through our FinCast. <laughs> That's bullshit. You finish that damn FinCast, and then you write in. Because right, at the ahead. end, we change the topic. No, I'm kidding. All right. There's, you're fine. <laughs> Continuing. Namely, what experiments I'd like to see Eric try in the future. This may not be exactly what you had in mind, but I got the idea the other day when I was reading The Flash in a storyline where he was taking on the rogues. Each cover in the arc featured The Flash taking on a different rogue, and it occurred to me that these covers were a big missed opportunity. As you are no doubt aware, The Flash is often drawn in multiple locations within a single panel to better convey his immense speed. It occurred to me that carrying this technique over to multiple interconnected covers with The Flash appearing on each cover fighting a different rogue would be his pretty badass Mm -hmm. i think you can probably see where i'm going with this but i'll spell it out to you anyways i'd like to see eric draw a series of interconnected covers for a planned multi-part story the current merging of multiple earth stories would have been a great one to do it with Uh. and and he could have had a great reason for having the same characters appear in what is essentially the same panel Mm -hmm. still eric has such a large cast of characters he could do a bunch of interconnected covers and not have to feature the same character twice and let's just take this concept 
one step further. We all know Eric likes to play the long game. Mm -hmm. What if he did a series of 20 interconnected covers that could be collected... It, uh, that could be collected in the end as an actual issue. Hell, he could just do a series of 20 covers that aren't interconnected, but could be collected to form a 20-page all-splash issue. Ooh. I guess that... Mm, I guess that kind of... I guess that's kind of two experiments, but my initial idea got my mind going in that direction. Before I wrap up this letter, I thought I would propose a new topic for an interesting conversation. Here it is. What is your single favorite panel of Savage Dragon, and why? It could just be one small panel among many on uh, one small panel among many on a page, a single splash page, or a double page spread. As long it is, as long as it is one distinct panel in the storytelling process. Mine has to be the last page of issue uh, issue forty nine. There's just so much absurdity going on in that picture that only someone who is well-versed in Savage Dragon could possibly truly ex- uh, understand it. Appreciate it. <laughs> Remix. <sighs> well, thanks for the letter, Andrew. Um, I think you've got a neat idea of interconnected covers. I think people... Uh, interconnected covers kind of happen fairly often. Um, I don't think it would be like too much of a stretch to have Savage Dragon do it. And you're right, the merging of the Earths, you know, three or four issues could have really done that. But I think, I don't know, it's just not that super exciting to me. Here's the twist, though. The twist he put on it was interesting. Where the covers become <laughs> a all-splash page issue. Yeah. So that basically after 20 issues, you have a what amounts to be a extra 21st issue. That's kind of crazy. Hmm. That's kind of nuts. So like, say, that's it, kinda... say it again? So what Andrew proposed, Jim's right, interconnected covers, they're a little less special these days than they used to be. You do see it a lot, even from smaller companies like IDW, etc. But what Andrew proposed was kind of crazy town USA. He said, it just come from Canada, so that makes it special. But he says... Uh, that he wants to have the 20 interconnected covers, okay, but then he wants the covers to form a narrative that would be an all-splash-page issue. Just add dialogue. Oh, that's crazy. That's banana sandwich. That is very long game, that's, and I cannot see Eric doing that. That's almost two years, and that's 20 issues. He would get bored of it so fast... How would you even tell that story? Like, that's so bananas. I would tell you, you're talking about, like, crazy, ambitious experiments, though? Holy shit. That would be a good one. Yeah. For me, if you wanted to do a cover experiment, I would, like, like, go way back to, like, the old days of comics and, like, have the cover be panels and, like, start start your story on the cover. Oh, just include the cover as part of the story? Right, yeah. Don't have a don't have a pinup or a or an image. That's Just weird. start the comic. Yeah. I forget which I, story I read, but there was a series that did that that had like word balloons on the cover and everything. And the know. cover was just a cover, but if you flipped into the issue, it basically was the first panel. Huh. Right. It's like it's like how Eric would do those first pages as like a like a pinup splash page with a title and everything. 
Mm-hmm. Just do that on the cover. I think has Eric <laughs> ever done interconnected covers? Mm, I can't. Oh, he's done. Well, he did the one with no. That's the interiors with. The oh, he did s- the... seventeen. He did one that was like a variant. So like, seventeen. It's like the it was like dragon jumping with like this weird flame underneath him, and then the variant was uh, rogue and she. Dra- she dragon yeah that was the, interconnected and it's not it's not really interconnected though it, it really isn't different characters in the same position yeah it's weird i don't know it doesn't seem like it's interconnected he's least. done definitely done themed covers before like the uh the, the rapture proposal covers yeah i was gonna uh, say that yeah. kind of counts doesn't it and um i've read i read a couple of marvel series back in like the early 2000s that like did really elaborate Alex Ross connected covers for like 14 issues each. And there were three series Ooh. of that. Yeah, it was Earth okay. X, Universe X, and Paradise X. They all had That's like really, right. really wacky poster size interconnected covers. And they were yep. cool. But uh, I don't know if I'd want to see that in Savage Dragon. If yeah. you, if he, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm super on board, Andrew. If, you, if it was somehow... Like after two years, a story was told. That would be kind of amazing. I mean, like um, like uh, Michelle Fife, on, uh, he does like posters on the back of Copra that you can uh-huh. put together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, like yeah. almost like the back of Garbage Hill Kid cards. Remember, sure. you could like connect them all or any tops cards. My and make a puzzle. my big problem with interconnected covers are they're uh-huh. so dependent on how the covers are cut. They almost never line, line up, up properly. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you, actually, this is a somewhat similar notion, just executed in a different fashion. Um, One Piece, the Japanese comic about the pirate with the rubber limbs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, most It's so funny. Most popular comic in the world, but you still have to explain it. Do you? Okay. You No, you do. A lot of people don't. You say One Piece. I don't think everybody knows what you mean. But One Piece has chapter My covers. My hand's raised. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So here's the thing. One Piece is a manga. It's the most... I know it's, the I most... know it's manga, and I've seen pictures of it. It's a bunch of boats and shit, right? Yeah, yeah they're so pirates. a bunch of boats. That's, that's a bunch one of boats. <laughs> Isn't it funny that's when actually. people don't know anything, and you know you know so much about it, and then like you get some... No, 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 no. You're, just not, like, you're not that far off. That's not... Yeah, that's not too far I just off. know because my son looks at the toys, like the Japanese uh-huh. toys, and they have like a submarine and a pirate ship. And, Does your kid uh, read yeah. comics? He's three years old. He doesn't give oh, a shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't give him one piece yet. Wait wait a few more years. But uh, they're pirates. It's a pirate comic, so a bunch of boats is accurate. But the funny thing is is that One Piece has a format to where every chapter has... Because you get, like, every time you buy a volume, you get, like, ten chapters. Sure. So every chapter has a static pinup image. And right. I remember when I was reading it, usually they're fluff. They don't relate to anything. Right. They you, usually anything. They're, a, they're, they're a snapshot of like characters you haven't seen in a while or a location. Or they're just having fun. Right. Or just like, here's the thing. It would just be like for a long time in one piece, those were just throwaway pinups. Like it'd be the main character. Well, they were a cheeseburger with a monkey. Right. Oh, <laughs> I'm oh, not I even see. joking. Yeah. 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 So for a while, those were throwaway pinups. It was just something to see at the beginning of the chapter. And then you'd go read the actual chapter. Well, then I remember, I'll never forget, because I was like, oh, that was genius. All of a sudden, the pinups began to slowly tell a story. Yeah. And like so, I traveling around. Yeah. So it would be like every time you'd, so like you're reading your main story, but like Jim said, 
all of a sudden you're seeing like this character that the book's not focusing on at all. Mm. And you're finding out his adventures like this, like every chapter you just get one page Mm. of that dude doing his thing. And it tells a story in just like, you know, 10 pages or something like that. And it's funny, that's the closest thing I can think to like what Andrew's suggesting. Mm. So it would be cool because I've seen it before and it was cool when they did it. Yeah. Currently, I think he's taking reader suggestions and just drawing whatever nonsense they, they, they ask for. Yeah, it changed. He was doing stories, but now it's just reader suggestions. Can I, can I guys, can, can we go back to the letter though? One thing that sure. uh, is pretty damn awesome, which I don't think we're going to top, but I think it's really good. Uh, suggestion this interesting conversation where he's talking about one panel among many or a single mm. splash oh, page yeah. that time uh, dragon once told us that he wished he was born a woman <laughs> <laughs> well andrew suggest that's a great topic and i think we should use it for like the next episode or something well Hell we need yes. some time to like research it i can't do it like right off the cuff um but i looked up the panel and if i think it what i'm thinking of it, the last page of issue 49 is like a splash page of Dragon strangling Brainy Ape, who inside Brainy Ape's little glass bowl is Cyberface's head. And right. strapped to the glass bowl is Overlord's mask. And it's Hitler's brain is like in the background with a gun. He's like, I believe you <laughs> have something that belongs to me. Which is just freaking amazing. I just remember. It's a like, pretty good one. It really, it is so absurd and how Andrew phrases that. It's like only someone who's well-versed in Savage Dragon could truly appreciate it, which is it's just funny. It's like he's basically got four different villains in one panel in a way, you know? Brainy Ape, Cyberface, and Overlord with Hitler's brain. And I know that Hitler's brain Bert was more a Savage Dragon Bert thing, but to me that's canon. Like, that's how he is. Yeah. So that's what made it even funnier. Yeah, Hitler's brain was mutated to be able to... Was he wearing... He wasn't wearing glasses in that. No, 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 no. No, no. He could just walk around. It started... No, I think it started as the brain, Hitler's brain first, and then... uh, Carl made it into a strip. He had little legs and little arms. (laughs) Well, that's always been the case. Yeah, so absurd and so awesome. The brain is holding a gun on them. If that's comic books, the like just that just wraps up everything great about comic books. Like something so absurd, but so fascinating and fun. Yeah, fucking Hitler's brain with a little gun shooting. <laughs> you know, pointed fingers, Hitler's brain pointed at an alien who's strangling an ape with a glass bowl on his head, with a dead guy's head in the glass bowl, with a mask on top of that. Amazing. Yeah, and what's so funny is that, like, even after all this time, even with all that other issues and stuff, that is, in fact, a panel that you just, the minute you, like, just tell me, you're like, oh, that's the panel, I I remember that panel, crystal clear. Amazing. So, good stuff. Great, great suggestion, and I think we're going to have to keep that in our back pocket for for our next interesting conversation after this one. Yeah, we got a kind of a special one only because of the uh, anniversary style has kind of roped. Otherwise, that would definitely be a winner. Holy cow. Well, thank you, Andrew. Very awesome. Okay. Uh, I'll take the next Jim, one. You or, Jim, right. you just took I, I, one. Right? I just did it. I just did one. Yeah. Okay. It was a long right, time so, ago, though. It's understandable. 
Sean Moran, he says, Hey guys, my initial thoughts for a Savage Dragon experiment would be a pop-up book. I'm not sure if that's allowed since I doubt it's something Eric would be able to do by himself, but how cool would that be? Yeah, that's more like a book style, and I think that would be a pretty expensive undertaking, but I definitely would love to see, like, Eric's giant Savage (laughs) Dragon, you know, uh, foreshortening Mm -hmm. poses coming out of a book like that. But, uh, I agree, and I'll tell you something. I know. Go ahead, Raven. All, all I was gonna say, I know you're gonna laugh, but like, it shouldn't be something that should be like. And these days, it's better than ever. But I was in a bookstore and I flipped open one of those like pop up books for adults, like just to see how it looked. Yeah. Holy shit! Those things can get so intricate and crazy these days. Computers help. Yeah. It would be amazing. Like it could be amazing. I used to, as a kid, how fun were those books? You like, oh yeah, dude. You're just like oh. until they broke. Yeah, you get them from the library, and like every page would be destroyed, and you'd be like, "You motherfuckers!" You'd be so <laughs> excited to like get one of those books just ripped. It was like when you'd have a little like tab, you could like wave a character's arm. Yeah, yeah, pull a little string or something. Yeah, they're shaking their now, fist or whatever. You too can experience Maxine's orgasm. <laughs> he went there. I like it. I like it. I like the way you think, Purcell. Yeah, I'm only nice. putting words in your mouth. I like what you call Jim Purcell. You save it for special occasions. Yeah, you can't drop that all the time. <laughs> I'm just saying what everyone else is thinking. Uh, <laughs> dropping Shall truth I, bombs. Uh, Shall I bust that next one out? Well, thank you, Sean. Uh, yes, thank you, much... Sean. Pop-up book is a good idea. I think printing it would probably be prohibitively expensive. But, you know, sky's the limits here in our imagination. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'd be down to see it. Hell yeah. All I can imagine is, like, you know that cover where, like, uh, Cyber uh, not uh, Overlord is kind of putting the... Is he putting the mask on? Or maybe not, no... Taking it off. Taking it off or something. <laughs> you just flip the book open and close and the mask goes up and down over his head. Right. Ah, yes. I see Rebel. You know how there's always like Rebel going everywhere? Like just like you flip yes, it open yes. and there's just a big bunch of Rebel. Chunks everywhere. of rock. Yeah. A big fist and rocks go all out, you know? Or like the dude through the building at Malcolm. Like you just flip open the page and there's oh, a Oh, you can make building. the building collapse, come up and down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down with it. I yeah, think it works. Yeah. Finn pokes you in the eye. Ow! <laughs> so, uh, wrapping... Well, that's, the real, that's the real problem, the litigation. <laughs> yeah, the Finn. That razor-sharp Finn. Uh, heavy flow. <laughs> <laughs> Brapple orch. Now, there's the tab. There's the tab. You, like, you pull the tab and it, like, <laughs> like pops up. You know? Yes. So, our next letter is from Augie Deblique Jr. says, Hi guys, my three suggestions for styles Eric might do an issue of Savage Dragon in. Number one, I'll second your suggestion for a black and white issue, but only if he goes heavy on the duotone, zipatone shading. I love that look, particularly with how John Byrne did it in Namor slash OMAC 25 plus years ago. Eric's used it in spots and different issues, but imagine a whole issue with it. Number two, all funny animal issue. Draw every character as a funny animal. 
If nothing else, gives him a good reason to bring Powerhouse back. Well, Powerhouse crit. is the only human. Oh, is that, <laughs> everyone else is humans, and he's just chicken. No, I mean no. he's. I mean every, he's a chicken and every. Oh, I'm fucking. No, you just messed it up twice. <laughs> twice in a row. He's a human and everyone else is an animal. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Bonus credit for emulating a Disney or Warner Brothers style, which I will say it's funny. We remember Eric's Mickey Mouse, like strip. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Mickey Mouse. Mouse. Yeah. So he could do it. Yeah. And number three, watercolored. This would mostly be on Nikos to emulate the look of watercolor in Photoshop, but it might be interesting. I wouldn't go all the way to Alex Ross-like painted photo-referenced art, but with a Dustin Wynn-esque watercoloring, it might look good. Augie de Bleak, out. I think we've seen, watercol- <laughs> we, we've seen watercolors on the cover before, like back in the... Uh... He did a cover that he never printed. One with like Eric walking on the highway. I Eric Dragon walking on the highway. <laughs> no, yes, I'm thinking, I remember I'm thinking, that. I'm thinking of the cover with uh, with um, uh, what's it called? The, the wanted cover. Oh, yeah, the I wanted know. cover. But there was also yep. was that the was, there was also one with like a bunch of heads on the cover, right? Um, for watercoloring. Yeah, or wanted. No water. Because wanted was uh, his face shoved. Oh, the heads! I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, that kind of had a watercolor look too, didn't it? Maybe not. I don't know. All the angry looking heads and like he's just up above the crowd. There was definitely a rejected cover that was like uh, Dragon was kind of wa- leaving Chicago or coming back to Chicago with like a duffel bag that Eric mm-hmm. watercolor. I don't remember what issue. Uh, I do recall kind of what you're talking about. I am trying to find that wanted cover here. While you're looking for that, I'm just going to throw in real quick. I'm super down with that duotone, zipatone heavy issue because Eric's never really used the full extent of all that stuff that's out there, but there's a lot of duotone, zipatone, and it can make black and white work look so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, um, Savage Dragon 128 and 129 both have sort of a painted coloring scheme, although they are uh, painting inked artwork. Paint us a word picture, Jim. What do they look like? What it, what uh, covers are you talking about? All right, 128 has Dragon's head pushed up against the ground and a gun to his head. And it That's says, the wanted cover. With a parental advisory you know, sticker. Okay, that's wanted. And the next issue, 127, or I guess the previous issue, 127... Has Dragon buried in a sea of people with Glum, like, yes. commanding them. Yes, Okay. And Eric colored... I remember at first Eric was going to color it with, like, all the people colored purple. It was going to be really weirdly colored. Yeah. But... With the paint... With the paintery style, he painted everybody individually. One tw- 129 was originally going to be a watercolored one with Dragon walking back to Chicago. He's, like, on the highway. You see a sign that says, Welcome to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he's got a big duffel bag. If you go on the Savage Dragon forums, on the image forums, and you mm-hmm. look under the unused Savage Dragon covers uh, thread, it's on there. But, uh, yeah. So, anyway. I'm surprised he doesn't have that album on Facebook. Unused covers? Yeah. Uh... Okay. Well, thank you, Augie. Uh Super awesome suggestions. Funny Animal is the one we didn't really talk about or touch on. 
Dude, I'd be down for that. Especially if he emulated the style. And I know he would hate that. Don't you think he would not do that ever? Um, well, he we also have a... He also did um, Squeak the Supreme Mouse, and that's sort of a... Like the zoo crew? Yeah, yeah. I mean... You know, we don't have... Uh, whoops, I guess I'm jumping again there. No, they've heard the other issue first. You know what? There ain't no multiverse anymore, so think of the bizarre reason for there to be a funny animal issue. It'd have right. to be like a bomb went off and turned everybody into animals or something, like, completely ridiculous. Something yeah, I don't know. Can't go to Oz anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. You know, uh, I think it's time for us to propose to the listeners a new Finteresting Conversation topic. So, uh, what do we got? Let's see. Ah, with The Seeker making a comeback after 15 years, as we just saw in the preview to, what was that? Issue... 128. Three, or 228. 228. Um, so, what other characters that haven't had FaceTime in years in the Savage Dragon book would you like to see make a return? So you it's guys getting have... harder because more and more have made the return, like most of the Freak Force cast recently. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, which character would you like to see uh, make a comeback? Jim, take it away. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, I was what I said. What I'm saying is that it's harder and harder because we've already seen Brenda Funk come back mm-hmm. most recently, thanks to you, Raven. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, the Freak Force cast is back in predominance after you know after being. MIA for a while. Um, I mean, to be fair, I've seen we've seen Neutron Bob fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else is dead. I guess the only one I can think of off the top of my head is Abner Cadaver because he's never really come back post Savage World. Great villain, big one. Gr- great it's villain, a- and he's his status is a big question mark. Yep. Fonty, him and Fonty both. I know we're supposed to choose like one character, but like can't have Abner and not Fonty, right? Or you can, I guess, but whatever. Yeah, I would. I'm personally gonna say uh, I'd like to see, and you you mentioned this off there, so I might be stealing your thunder, Raven. But Thor, it's been a while since we've seen Thor show up. I'm not you sure. Stole my st- thunder. Is he still lost in Dimension <laughs> X? Blind. Blind, yeah. Who knows? But I can't. Maybe I can't he, uh, recall if he's still in Dimension X or not. He stole Odin's eyes or something. Someone's gonna, you know, write in again. There's always someone listening and screaming. But wherever Thor is, he's been gone long enough that we don't easily remember. That's true. So, so that's saying something. He was I in just, a backup last, I think. Did he fight? No, he didn't fight Zeke. That was Atlas. Uh. I don't know, my last memory is, is him getting eaten by a giant Dimension X monster. And as we discussed in the interview, uh, Thor has a child with Little Orphan Annie. That's true. So, who is dead? there's your red-headed... So, last appearance was in issue 180. Well, that's not too long ago. 
After years of drifting, Dimension X Thor came across Glum World, where he came into conflict with Mr. Glum. Their mutual hatred of Dragon came to light, and Glum agreed to teleport Thor back to Earth. Thor confronted his enemy, but was unaware that Dragon was now in his original Emperor Kerr persona. Oh, Thor, yeah. Although Thor dominated their fight, Kerr succeeded in destroying his opponent's eyes and ears. This left Thor vulnerable, and the God Squad made their move and apprehended the renegade god. Oh, so he's just back in God Town. So he must have regenerated his eyes. Who knows? The first time. No, I think that's huh. when his eyes were... That's when he lost them. Oh, I could have swore he lost his eyes pre- before that. Weird. My memories are bad. I haven't read God <laughs> War in a while. I actually have my I actually have my long box, boxes out of storage right now. I should actually reread a bunch of that shit. I also would like to see Dave. Where's Dave? Dave. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> Riding a hype train. Who's Dave? Oh, oh. So Mr. you got to go into this, Craig, because you put Dave up there, and I was just like, oh, yeah, of his visual? Yes. But I couldn't tell you who the hell he is. Dave. Who is Dave? We're going to leave that up to you to look it up. No! Dave is the single <laughs> only character that's made the biggest impact on me that has never said a word and I think showed up in one panel. But I will continue to bring him up until we see him again. And I notice other people have mentioned him in the past. So I'm not the only one that's been impacted by Dave. Dave is your seeker? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a mystery. He's just a... I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any mystery. He's not supposed to be anybody, but... <laughs> Do you, do you hear Purcell the typing only, away? The only Dave mm-hmm. I know is, uh, <laughs> wait, that fireman guy. No, that's Dale, isn't it? Dale, you're right. Uh, Savage Dragon 85 for the listeners. Look it up. He's a cool visual. I know that. Last seen riding the back of the uh, hype train into Canada. <laughs> so, uh, since you stole my thunder, Thor, I would love to see come back. You know who I'm going to put? I know you're going to laugh, dude. I know you're going to laugh. But my second choice would be Dumpling and Blossom. <laughs> I was going to say that, you motherfucker. That's, dude, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, those are great characters. And so uh, I would like to see them appear. <laughs> they would be my, because again, they were really sympathetic. I think that like uh, with Mako gone. Yes. With Mako gone, they would make a incredibly sympathetic villain. I'm sure they're not going to be good ever. Yeah. So I would love to see them back. And that kind of ties in with the Vicious Circle kids. Yeah. All those visual... The Vicious Circle second, like, 2.0. Like, they were introduced and then shuffled out of the book. Love to see them, any of them come back. But definitely those two. I got a soft spot for Dung. Just because I felt so bad for him. Yeah. And and then, like, Dumpling and Blossom, like, being like, oh, oh we're not real. I was like, oh, dude, I gotta see... I just gotta see more, so... Yeah, they're my second pick. They were they were warming the bench. What about that um, talk show host that always had the same face? Oh, right, right. <laughs> what was his name? I'd like to see oh. him make a comeback. It is funny too, considering that. I mean, you wouldn't expect him to need. You wouldn't like. He wouldn't need to change at all. <laughs> I'm joking, by the way. But are you joking, you bastard? You dirty dog. Well, jeez, Louise. It wasn't Jerry Rivers. Jerry Rivers no. was like, I had a mustache. He was like the Geraldo knockoff. 
he was always just kind of a scuzzbag, like the guy with the same face all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What the hell was that guy's name? Now I'm. <laughs> I thought it was Jimmy, but I'm looking it up and he's not here. So <laughs> Harry Paratestes. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. I'm That's okay who it that. is. Harry Paratestes. Is that his name? Yes. The dude with the same face all the time yes. is Harry Paratestes. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. The Harry Paratestes show. Oh my god. Hmm. <laughs> you blew my mind. I can't believe because I know that character. I just never knew his name. That's ridiculous. Yes. Harry I just love what he's just like all up in Dragon's face on that one. Uh, I forget which issue it was. Mm-hmm. He's just Dragon's just wants to knock him out, and it's always the same like superimposed face. <laughs> Such a weird choice. Do we know the reasoning behind that? I know it's just funny. Yeah. I'm not. Well, he's a, he's a Jay Leno-y looking yeah. guy. Okay. He's Jay Leno. Mixed with David Letterman, kind of. Yeah, both. I know, that, I mean, I know there doesn't have to be, like, why is Glum always flat-shaded? Yeah. Like, I know there doesn't have to it be It was always reason, the but... same exact, like, stat of his face. I just wondered if panel. there was a behind-the-scenes like, And it was so obvious, it was like, whether it was, like, shrunk down or expanded. <laughs> yeah, that was the funniest part, is that it was super obviously, was like... super flat. <laughs> just resized. Yeah. Like, didn't even change the line weight or anything. Yeah, it was awesome. Alright, enough of that foolishness. Well, listeners, send us your responses. To who is, your, who is your Harry Paratestes? <laughs> Get Sorry. your Harry Paratestes to us. That's <laughs> a savage fincast at gmail.com. And we would love to read your letter on the air. Sweet. Moving right along. All right. Well, since we didn't really get to discuss among ourselves uh, about uh, 225, as you know, last episode we had Eric on, which was fantastic. Yes. But uh, I thought we could spend a little bit of time and just kind of share our feelings about Savage Dragon 225. <laughs> the way you said feelings <laughs> ruined it. Uh, <laughs> I was feeling share it. Share with me, Raven. Guys, can I just say that this issue is just like fucking, it's love. It's love in an issue. It's amazing. Just the, I mean, the, I could pick it apart if you want me to, but... You shouldn't. No, I'm Sh- shan't I? No, you know what's funny? I'm open to that. I, we can throw some of that, too. There's some things that... Uh, I'll be honest. I was disappointed about one thing. Okay. Go ahead. Well, a broader thing and another thing. Ooh, two things for one. Well, the broad, the broader thing is that once again, Dragon sort of steals Malcolm's thunder in a book that's supposed to be about Malcolm, mm-hmm. and this time Dragon literally stole his thunder by getting his lightning punch to kill Overlord. <laughs> that's just sort of a general thing that has bothered me for a little while. Okay, so I'm not going to go into that again. All right. What I am going to go into is uh, that I felt that Dark Lord's storyline was largely unfulfilled. If this is you know his death for real real maybe eric will surprise us in the future but i felt that simply getting pissed and blowing everything up was not in his character based on previous experiences with him yeah but nothing like this has ever happened it's just all I the always, multiverse is gone i feel like there was a missed moment of malcolm trying to talk to him Ugh, as talking old, as actual like <laughs> 
as like old childhood friends because even though uh, Dark Lord is a manipula- master manipulator, they do have history together. And it's just Malcolm and Dark Lord just don't have a moment. If not, if not to talk, then they would at least acknowledge each other as you know. We sort of, kind of, maybe grew up together. He did. He calls him my old childhood playmate. Yeah, Dark Lord says that, but I don't know. It just didn't feel. What, what satisfying. more did you want from him? I don't know. Hug it out. <laughs> well, he does, and also he does say like so. All Dark Lord's little base is destroyed. All his minions are destroyed because all the other multiverses are destroyed. Sure. So he says to Dragon, he's like, the multiverse can live again. I can travel back in time, undo the damage that was wrought. But first, this world, sad, fragile, toxic, dying, pathetic world, your world must die. So he's got to take it upon himself to just destroy the world. He doesn't have any of his shit because Glum <sighs> fucked it all I, up. I just think that a guy of Dark Lord's status and power and planning would have just stayed a little bit more in check of his emotions. But nothing like this has ever happened. All he does is set himself up to get himself fucking rocked by drugs. But you have to also understand Dark Lord's character is basically he's a giant man-child as well because he's as a child he's always been in control of everything so he's never, I don't know. Like, never been out of, okay, I can see that. I, just, I don't think he's necessary, like he's super smart but he's also kind of this oblivious, like, never, you know what Petrus. I mean? Yeah, he's just kind of like a spoiled. I don't know. I, I don't think. I don't know. I just, ever... I just never really got that sort of impression about him. I, I always just, I don't know. I'll tell you how it came off to me. I just wanted a little bit more. I suppose it, it came off to me like he just didn't think he had a match, like he didn't think there was an opponent there to take him down. Hmm. Like, that's what it came off to me. Like, it's kind of like, you know, if he thought he was in danger, that'd been one thing. You know, oh, crap, i got to get out of here. But, I mean, what are we looking at? Like, old man dragon? It also seemed like such a small, like... So he's shooting eye lasers at buildings in Chicago. One town. He seemed so small. You know why, Chicago? It's because of dragon, dude. Dragon's the whole thing. He even has a big speech where he's like, it's always been you. You're always the problem. Dark Lord, you brought Dragon back to life. You did that. That was you. Well, it's crazy, though, because I I liked his characterization in this issue, honestly, because he's like, Dark Lord's fighting Glum, and you still don't know if Dark Lord's a good guy or a bad guy, because even when he's talking to Glum, he's like, you know, Glum is like, you know, I shit-canned a bunch of useless Earths to restore the love for Angel, and Dark Lord's like, each Earth was unique, it had its own past, its own people, its own destiny, you unwittingly killed billions of unique individuals. So he's still, like, kind of fighting for what he believes. He believes that Dragon and Glum have to be destroyed, because... They're just a nuisance that, uh, you know, have killed multiple... I just think flying around shooting eye lasers is just an inefficient way to kill your enemies. All right, but here's the thing. What would you have done? You gotta gotta give me the plays. So, what would you have had him do? (laughs) No, it's kind of... I'm not saying... A a longer... I guess... I'm not saying write the issue. I'm just saying, like, instead of just flying around and destroying Chicago and stuff... You think it would have benefited from an extra issue or two? I For Dark Lord's story, I mean, he could have been defeated temporarily by Dragon, 
and then come back with a vengeance over the next couple of issues. You you weren't more satisfied just to see And then Malcolm up? could have defeated him, and I'd feel more satisfied. Oh, <laughs> that ties into your first complaint. Dragon, Dragon just gets him on round one, but then Dragon kills himself in the process, and so Malcolm's got to finish the met, finish the finish the the arc. I don't know. I'm not I, Eric. I, I just... do like Dark Lord's character because I always think the best villains are the villains that are actually think think that they're doing good. Yeah, and I mean I get that, but I just I don't know re- reducing him to just like a. a a, a raging Marauder. Raging Barrage yeah. just seems beneath Dark Lord to me. But oh, I guess no. you, I, I guess I get your point that this is like the first time he's ever like lost everything. Yeah, his everything. life's work is destroyed by this little shithead glum. And and he can get it back, but like, you know, I mean, what would you do? Like his he was blown up in his base. <laughs> the base blew up. And he was in it, and he's like, oh, like, flying off into space. And so it's like, yeah, dude, this is pretty, like, crazy stuff for Dark Lord. He, yeah. like, and again, I he's guess, like... I guess I'm just, I guess, annoyed that he's in pretty much implied to be dead dead. It just, it feels like there's more, there'd be more to him. Especially with Malcolm. I just, I guess I see Dark Lord as a Malcolm villain, not a dragon villain, because Malcolm and him are so tied together. Yeah. Dra- I mean, dragon and Dark, the, the, the Dark Lord that dragon had beef with was the one who got chopped in half at the end of that sto- uh, Earth-swapping storyline. But re- So this Dark Lord's deal is with Malcolm. Regardless, though, Dark Lord has fucked up a lot of things in Savage Dragon's life. So I think yeah. it is fitting to end. Like, all of the fucked up things that happened to Dragon basically stem from Dark Lord, whether it's taking his wife, sending him to a different dimension, mm-hmm. or, you know... Didn't he kill Rapture too, or cut Rapture in half, or something? But that was point? that was the that was the previous Dark Lord. I, I get that, but I'm just saying some incarnation of of Dark Lord has fucked up right. Dragon's life in one way or another. So I do think it's fitting that they both kind of die in the same yeah. episode by each other's hands. I mean, he is tied. Dark Lord is tied with Malcolm in a lot of ways, but Dark Lord really. Besides kind of stealing him from his mother, and, and that is kind of a horrible thing to do, there really isn't those kind of battles that that he's shared with Dragon. And That's how I see it. One form or another. All right. Just wanted to tell my two cents about it. We have all the two cents. We have six cents. Four Canadian and two American. Mm. Just for those keeping track at home. But I, I will track. agree. I feel like I, I do think, Jim, and I don't know if you agree with this, but I, I feel like we could have had an extra issue maybe in the storyline that kind of dealt a little more with Dark Lord's background and what his goals were and you know what I mean? Like, I get, I don't know. It's still really vague what Dark Lord was all trying to do in a way. Well, I think... That's easily explained. Um, just well, not easily, but just going back <laughs> to that original Dark Lord story of him trying to swap one Earth for another. Mm-hmm. He he's just trying to create a world in his image, and he'll stop at nothing to protect "quote unquote" his people. Well, like with the hosts, still though, that's just a little bit of a mystery. Yeah, 
like with all the pregnant like raptures and smashers. Well, I always I've always assumed that he was just building an army. I mean, that he just getting the most powerful children to brainwash into becoming an army. And we never he never got that far. I mean, he got all the Malcolms and he got all the angels and he never actually brainwashed them. He just left them in suspended animation. Just imagine if we had like an all like Malcolm and Angels armies just raining down. How would you stop that? <laughs> you can't stop that. <laughs> I think my only gripe, if we're going to address gripes before we get into praise, because I know we all have like a ton of praise for this. This was like a fucking killer story arc. My only thing that I would have liked to have seen would have been uh, more out there multiverse shenanigans. Um, I know it sounds funny, but my mind was wide open. Like I thought that we could yeah. see some twisted dragon funny style like, yeah. representation. Uh, some like you know the uh, art ad. I thought this would have been a great chance to have an in issue reason to show all the art Adam style dragons. Sure, if you remember the art Adam, and, and I'll I'll agree with that too because. Like you say, we only really see these very similar Earths with only very minor variations. And and that was my, legitimately my only thing. is uh, I was actually... The, mo- the most significant deviation is the Paul Dragon Dragon. Yeah. That's, the, the rest are all, who pretty, is Dragon Mary? Pretty close. I mean, does Super Patriot go crazy again? Yeah, like and, and that was it. Is they were that we saw a lot of very very similar thematic, uh, thematically similar Earths. Uh, I thought that there would have been some room if you're going to destroy your multiverse. It would be kind of fun to send it out with a bang and have some nods to that stuff in there. And I, I, I thought it was coming. Like I thought it was coming the whole time, and it never did. Yeah. It's not. It's not the end of the world. I'm actually super happy with how things played out. But if I thought there was a missed beat, that would have been the beat I thought was missed. I'm actually okay with Dragon stealing the show this one last time. I actually thought it was yeah. cool uh, that he used Malcolm's Thunder because of the Kamehameha, like Shorayuken style. Like he looks like he's doing a Shorayuken. And I mentioned that to Eric. I was like, oh, I was like, you got him doing the Kamehameha and like nothing. Like he, he didn't know what I was talking about. So I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. If I don't know, he doesn't know. Yeah, but yeah, it's definitely, well, you know, Ryu from Street Fighter, right? Yeah, like, I know. I know. I know that, but I didn't know what was called it's the, that. It's the exact same stance. So basically when you like put your hands out and you're shooting something from your hands that way, like Dragon's doing that stance. And so that's what's so awesome is I was like, oh, and like that really made that moment like over the top because he's not just lightning punch to the head. He's like doing the Hadouken, like, like shooting the big lightning beam through him. And I was like, oh, that was awesome. So for me, um, the fact that he stole Malcolm's lightning, stole his thunder, I, I was like, okay. Well, I knew, I, I was like, I get, but I mean, you know, theoretically stole his thunder for the last time, you know, one big, mm. and like Craig said, to me, Overlord is uh, very much Dark a dragon. Lord. Dark the Dark Lord. Lord. Damn it, those lords. Dark Lord is very much a dragon enemy, and he was kind of the last big heavy out there. So, to see... You know, Dragon looking like he's in his prime, taking out that last, you know, big... Because who else is there now? Is there anyone dangling out there? Dark. Glum. That's it. Dark. Glum. Dark. Well, well, we'll talk about Glum. 
I was okay. I'm just saying, uh, you know, I was okay with the finale being uh, Old Man Dragon getting one last flash in the pan as he takes out pretty much the last heavy there is. Uh, I was okay with it. Did you guys think that dragon was going to die this issue? I was praying. I was hoping. I was saying, Eric, I didn't. I didn't either. Could you please just fucking kill this guy? I did. I never saw it coming. I'm such a. I'm such a rube, dude. I fall for it every time. I seriously thought Dragon was gonna survive. He's like, all right, just uh, get me that back to the hospital. I had a fucking heart attack when he said, "Get me some freak out," and I said, "Fuck, fuck, fuck." They're gonna make him small again. He's gonna hang around. Fuck. Well, you know, I know you're gonna laugh, but like, I always have those. Uh, I'm just such a sucker for those. Uh, relationship you know the dream like the fact that malcolm's with maxine you know it's all it makes me so happy it's so awesome they're so perfect and i always wanted to see dragon and alex hook up and it just felt like that was gonna happen finally and denied (laughs) and dragon doesn't even kind of have he just goes out so violently it's not even like a you know last couple words you know whatever you know like typical which is great it's not typical it's just a fucking I, I like bloody explosion i like to think that him using the lightning powers accelerated his popping <laughs> but that just by using up all of his energy yeah he shouldn't have done it i mean he I might mean, have although been that, okay that, although that doesn't explain why why uh, neighbor craig exploded as quickly as he did too. oh because he's just a normal dude yeah but Guys like fucking, like, um, who am I thinking of? Uh, the first guy this ever happened to was... Oh, right. Yeah, the guy he gave the blood transfusion and he grew... He lasted, like, a while, like, at least a half an hour. I do, I do love Neighbor Craig. Also, he wasn't super, also, he wasn't super powered. (laughs) So it was weird when Neighbor Craig was. Neighbor Craig sputs and and it's just metal pieces everywhere. (laughs) It's awesome, dude. I love it. It's funny, Neighbor Craig, uh, again, we talked about this interview. I'm sorry for overlap, but just the misdirection where he was like, oh, have I, been, have I told you about my crazy dreams? And, like, I thought for sure Eric was going to, like, just be sowing seeds for him to be a villain down the road. No. I, you didn't think he was just talking about all the memories all smashed in his head that everyone was getting? Well, I knew that he was, I knew that's what he was talking about. But at right. the same time... I just figured now that the door is open for people to be gaining knowledge from alternate versions of themselves. Oh, I see. I just figured that with his robotic parts and some alternate knowledge, he might be heading down like the path of villainy. And no, it was just a total throwaway joke. Maybe he was just dreaming of a world with no superheroes. (laughs) Oh, I have to say this. Let me ask you what you guys thought. Neighbor Craig says a fairly funny thing that I think is an Easter egg. Uh, he says he starts talking about the Olsons. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen, Clark. Lois. Right, yeah, he talks... Yeah. Lois. Sounds like there's a little bit of some Superman sleeping around. Yeah. Okay, just making yeah, sure it wasn't Definitely crazy. a joke. Okay, just checking. Just checking. I chuckled. <laughs> The other thing, I know that this is like a stretch, or maybe it's not, I don't know. But like, I thought it was kind of cool, eh, it's probably wrong, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway, because we're just giving our thoughts and feelings on 225, but um, 
thematically what Dark Lord says and what Dragon says. Some of the banter between them. Like, if you want that to have some significance, it kind of, I thought, was an interesting juxtaposition because you've got Dark Lord who has this entire multiverse and he's created all these things and, you know, whatever else. And then he's, uh, it all gets taken away. All the, you know, the planets are gone and shit. And then, of course, there's the one world, which, as Craig said, he describes as sick. It's been untampered with. It's Dragon's World. He's like, it's drifting about aimlessly and all that stuff. You know, he talks just mad shit about Dragon's World. And then he goes in there. And, like, then he's, like, fighting Dragon. And Dragon's like, oh, yeah, you know, we, we didn't really need you. Like, look, here I am. You know, I'm, we're getting along just fine, you know, without you, you know. And I was just kind of like, you know, it's kind of a funny way if you wanted to think about it. Just like with Savage Dragon itself. Like, here's this book that's like, you know, Dragon's just doing its own thing. Okay. Its own little island amongst so, comics. So Dark Lord is like corporate comics. <laughs> almost, almost what I was feeling like. Because, you know, if you think about Dark Lord's position, he's manipulating and creating. Watch and me reboot all these universes. That's basically what he says. That's basically what he tells him. He's like, I can just reboot everything. I can just reboot it all and start New it back New number up. ones no for everyone. That's kind of what he tells him. And Dragon's like, you know, and he tells like in the way that uh, Dark Lord talks to him, he sort of is like, you know, he's saying things like, you know, if we go your way, we're just all going to die. You know, it's just going to be the death of all of us. You know, Are you I telling can say- me that Eric Larson squeezed comic book commentary into his comic book? No, uh, I don't know. believe it. Eric. I don't believe it, Raven. I don't believe it. <laughs> I know it might have been a stretch. But I thought that there was kind of maybe something to it. And then the perfect, you you might say, oh, yeah, but then Dragon immediately dies after that. And it's like, yes, he does. But isn't that the most perfect kind of a Savage Dragon thing is it's like, yeah, Dragon dies, but the story keeps going. It's following Malcolm. So, I don't know, probably wrong. Maybe not. Just my thoughts. As I read it a second, third, fourth, and fifth time, I felt like there was sort of meta text going on there. I now that you say it, I can see it. I don't. I think that's exactly what he was doing. Yeah, like you know, what's Savage funny? Dragon is kind of its own weird thing in you, comics. You, you know what I'm reminded of is the mm. fact that Dragon's been actually been dead since 150. Mm-hmm. Like the original Dragon, like for real, right. real when he got his brain eaten by virus. Mm-hmm. The dragon we've been kicking around since then has not actually been the real dragon. I find that funny to well, me. Well, you know, it's weirder. Savage Dragon as a character is weird because he's really just a construct put on a blank slate. So it's funny, like, as just as a character, like... It's not even his this guy original that... personality. Yeah. He's just a bunch of TV show recordings put into an <laughs> empty head. That's why he's such a hero. Yeah. Came out of one-liner, you know? (laughs) What do you guys uh, think of Mr. Glum surviving? That was an awesome ending. I was confused when he died, so I made more sense when we got to his epilogue. Yeah, that that threw me for a loop. The panel where the gun just blows up, I was like, did a laser hit him? Yeah, it zapped him. 
I yeah. feel that we're not going to see if we if we ever see Glum again. It's going to be a long time. We'll see now. him again. If he doesn't die, he'll be back at some point. He's certainly not going to be in the book for a while. I think that it could be a good ending for him, like character over. Like here's just this creepy bastard who's just raising this angel. That's kind of what I want. I kind of just want him to exit the book and just never come back. I'll, and we're all just left wondering how, you know, how creepy does that get over time? You want to know what's funny, though? Prepare yourself for a funny kind of a revelation that I had. This puts that new angel being in the same age range, then, as Jack, Tyrone, and Amy. Well, that's what I'm thinking. As we ever see him again, it'll be when they're adults. That's crazy. Mm. Like, for Glum and Angel to show up again, like, that's nuts. I'm not going to lie... There's a little bit of a screwy thing going on. Hmm. Glum merged the multiverse. Okay. So why does he still have the duplicates? I mean, maybe because they're in Dimension X. But yeah, thought, Dimension X didn't cha- doesn't change. Right? It, it merged yeah. the memories, but I guess I guess maybe if they were in Dimension X, they didn't get merged out of re- out of existence. They didn't get merged because Dimension X didn't get changed. And on top of that, um, there's that little panel. It's funny. It's it's such a small panel. You don't you don't even think about it when you're reading it the first time. But again, like I said, at this point, I've read. Is it when is it when Dark Lord is on his on the on the station? Well, yeah, he's flying through his space station, and he's like some of the con. He's like some of the hosts are missing. Uh, so that right there tells you, like Glum, you know, threw him for a loop by taking out multiple. See, I thought when he said that it was because they got merged away out of existence. So I guess maybe it makes more sense that Glum simply removed them. I, I didn't interpret it as they got merged. Hmm. I, uh, I interpret it more as they were still, still... It is kind of funny that we've just resolved the multiverse situation to create another duplicate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, here's what I'm thinking. Let me ask you this. It, it's kind of funny. We didn't even talk about this like much with Eric. And I would have loved to have talked to him about it a little bit more. But, like, what do you think, Jim? Uh, what do you think, Jim and Craig, about the fact that, like, the fucking multiverse is gone? I think... I think... I love it. Well, well here's I love the thing. It too. I don't think it's gone, gone. I think a lot of very similar realities got merged together. Uh-huh. I think a multiverse still exists. But the time travel created ones got merged out, so you can still have your cartoon world, and your, and your DC universe, and your Marvel universe. If we're to be, I guess, and uh, and now that they're merged, they can start splitting again. Uh, Naturally, I would rather no time, no alternate realities. Well, that's the thing. It's, it really depends if Eric decides to do time travel stories again, or he decides to do. Um, dimension hopping stories again. I mean, Dimension X still exists, mm-hmm. and time travel is still possible, or at least I assume it's still possible. Um, I don't want to. And Eric's not going to tie himself down and say I can't do something when he can just do whatever he wants. I, do I'm... do that Savage Dragon goes to Oz story. <laughs> I'm for it. I think that it uh, solves uh, way too many problems. Uh, the book, uh, many readers had been complaining. Jim, you'd been complaining about uh, exposition. 
Yeah. Oh, exposition. Yeah, I hate Ex- exposition. I love multiverses. Don't 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 get me wrong. I love alternate realities and stuff like that. All I was saying is that this this theoretically can take care of that. Like there should yeah. not be any reason for that. And so for me, for that reason, uh, I really hope we don't see a return to of it. I it's just like for a long time that was pretty much the only bane of the book. So I hope it stays away. I just want to. I think before, it limits things too much to try to avoid it. Um, before, you know, I don't want to like lose Craig on this, but I just want to make sure we just got to. I want to touch on this real quick. Dragon, should he stay gone? Would you love to see him back? Your thoughts and just what are you thinking about that? Like, should he stay gone? I know Jim's thoughts. Oh, on I know what? Jim. Who, who, who should stay gone? Dragon. Dragon. Oh yeah, oh, no, Paul. Never, I, never see him. Again. I think so. I think because we do see the bevy of leggy supermodels there, I think it's just the perfect ending. I, I would just yeah. like to see it done, and it, I th- it definitely roadmarks it as an. Ending. And Eric has yeah. said in a lot of interviews, he doesn't. You know, he wants to Bucky to stay dead. You know, so I think at this point, the only way to get Malcolm to be the main character now is just leave Dragon out. I agree. As much as I really did, and I really did, want to see that mentor role, uh, it's much, much better. As long as he's around, he's always going to steal the show. There's always going to be some miracle or gimmick or something he does. He's just too ass-kicking. And really, if Malcolm's ever going to step up and be the man, yeah. I think he needs to stay dead, so I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah, I don't think there's enough pages in the book to have like that mentor role or anything. Like I don't know. I think it would just take away from more fun stuff. You know, like no one wants to see Skinny Dragon and yeah. Skinny Dragon that's not doing anything anymore. I don't know. It's just kind of sad. I'm more yeah. curious what he's going to do with Alex now. Oh, that. me too. I think dude. she'll go away. I think she'll kind of show she'll up here and away. there, but. I don't think there's a point of kind of keeping her much more than like a side character that comes in once in a while. But thing is, Jennifer is probably going to stick around, rebond yeah. with Angel. But I think she's we're Angel's not gonna, mom. I think and they're close to the same see, age. I think we're not going to see Angel much in the very near future. Really? I think the whole going to Canada thing. I think Angel's going to stay behind because there's no reason for her to go. Oh, yeah, actually. So I think she's also going to take a temporary exit from the book until things come back around. Technically, smash her too, then. Yeah, and so they'll both kind of go away, way, and and Malcolm will do his own thing for a little while. Who knows how long he'll be in Canada, too, because we've seen things like this where he's like in Canada for like four issues and he's back. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. I I think this will stick a while. You gotta go. I gotta wrap it up soon. Um, Okay. I do uh, just my two cents on this kind of wrap up on this issue is that I I really enjoyed it. I think we touched on like that it came full circle. We kind of seen a lot of things in the past couple of episodes. People show up, Freak Force show up. It felt like the book was coming full circle and now I'm ready for it to go on to just the Malcolm centric cast. Like I'm ready yeah. to embrace just the Malcolm era. I think we've had the training wheels on mm-hmm. and now it's time to come off and get some new characters, some characters that don't even know dragon, you know, 
Yeah. That are just focused on Malcolm. So Canadian characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, I would also like to see the book uh, it agreed, you know, having him in jail, even in jail, like he was there, you know, people were, oh, there he is, the man. And it's like, no, I would love to see it just be Malcolm. Like Malcolm's the man. Like you get excited for Malcolm's rogue gallery. Like let's see the Malcolm like equivalents of Brainy Ape and Mako, and let's get those let's get those fucking Malcolm let's characters. Get, there. Let's get that Overlord. Let's get that Dark Lord. We need we need some we need some villains. I agree. I agree. Craig, uh, thank you so much. All right for joining us, Talk sir. To you yep. guys later. <laughs> Peace out. Back on topic there, uh, Jim. Uh, so overall, like you just let me give it your overall takeaway. Like two twenty five, how you feeling? It's an anniversary. It's the image. It's like Savage Dragons twenty fifth anniversary. I, I think the extra the extra pages I think makes it feel like a big deal, more yeah. so than two hundred did. Yeah, two hundred two hundred was fun. Two hundred was good, but it didn't feel as impactful as this one did. Yeah, agreed. So you're satisfied. You're happy. Yeah, I'm satisfied. I know you had some wants, but overall you're feeling good? Overall, I'm feeling good for the future. Awesome. Same here. Same, uh, me too. I mean, this this was a killer, like, three issues. This oversized, like, 40-page main story. I know this is going to sound funny, but it is always kind of like, oh, Like, I always kind of, like, wish that there could be more Eric pages. And so I just love that he finally did it. And he did yeah. 40 pages of, like, Eric's story. As much as I love the backups and everything, like that main, the main thing's the main event. And so it was just so awesome that this went 40 pages. So I was super happy with it. And I just fucking can't wait for what comes next. Like whatever happens next, I'm super jazzed. Stoked. So, uh, shall I give us a glimpse into the future? <laughs> Yep, let's uh, let's take a look at what's going on next issue. All Eric, right. Uh, Raven, take us away. Savage Dragon 226. Self-contained issue. Trumped. When a tyrannical madman assumes command of the United States, aliens are deemed a threat to national security and targeted for elimination. And that includes Malcolm Dragon and his family. With a country turned against him, Malcolm Dragon fights as he's never fought before. And oh, that sh- is the cover oh, sh- of Trump. Oh shit, maybe the Seeker is sent by Trump. Get <laughs> those dirty aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you never know. What's maybe it's been happen. Donald Trump the entire time. Trump's been the one, Trump is the Seeker. <laughs> we have confirmation. Uh, Trump's not in the issue excessively, but he yeah, is Eric, in the Eric, Eric said he wasn't in the issue, that he's just on the cover. Well, he, he did say that he's in the interiors a little bit, but he's not excessively. It's not like an all-Trump, like Trump's like getting punched out by Malcolm or anything like that. Uh, Trump's in the issue a bit, but not a ton. So it's cool. I'm glad. Uh, I think it's an exciting-looking thing. And it's uh, also kind of a one-and-done, which feels nice after this three-issue stretch. Yep. So I'm excited. And it's a good cover. Also, too, the little plot threads of alien paranoia have been building for a while. So it doesn't take a genius to realize that this will be the push to push Malcolm to Canada. It's just kind of we'll see how it goes down. Yep. Very excited to see what Eric's got planned. 
Nice. Well, shit. Uh, thank you so much for the finisode. Big, full length, honestly. Yeah, longer than the interview episode. <laughs> yeah, longer, longer than the episode, longer than the interview. But thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. But that's why we want to separate it because it would have been like three hours long. Yeah. It even even the most like I have a long commute. Even that's too much. Three hours is too much. <laughs> But nah, super fun, super awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. Of course, you can always catch find us on uh, SavageFinCast.com. You can find us... Um, well, you can't really find us on Facebook because I'm lazy and I haven't set up a Facebook group for us. <laughs> but you can find us kicking around the Eric Larson Savage Dragon official group mm-hmm. on Facebook. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, you can email us if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, and of course, your interesting conversation uh, responses to savagefincast at gmail.com. So we appreciate you listening and uh, thanks so much, everybody. Hopefully, you had a super awesome Savage Dragon 225 as well. Yeah, hopefully, uh, change your life as it <laughs> Wait changed a minute. ours. Wait a minute. Bump the brakes. I'm oh, sorry, Le- 11th hour. Is there anything you wanted to say about that not safe for work cover that you didn't get to say in the interview? Oh, no. I'm mostly fine with it i mean i think it's mostly pointless and <laughs> i don't know it just doesn't make any sense to appear now uh-huh. like five ten issues since the event okay i mean I, I i respect eric's decision to do it uh-huh i just think he could have chosen a subject matter that was more relevant to current events example i don't know maxine fingering herself <laughs> And her massive crazy sex crazings. Maybe have her... Wait, that doesn't... Wait. <laughs> now, you know, something just... You know, with Angel. Just have her and Angel. Her and Angel Jennifer. Going at it. And Jennifer, for some and reason. Jennifer. <laughs> you know that hot mom-daughter action's coming. You know oh, it's coming. Yeah. It's, uh, it's on its way. It's definitely been implied that's another good reason why dragon's dead because he would be in there too at some point It'd they'd be, be swinging <laughs> real real hard <laughs> old man it'll get old... weird with malcolm and dragon and... <laughs> i knew this would be worth bringing up i'm sorry for everyone that was all like geared up to leave but i just knew this would be worth bringing up. <laughs> like i said it's fine i actually expected the cover to be marginally worse yep Yep, me too. Just uh, because what I know of the guy who drew it. Right, right. He uh, puts a lot of gloss on everything. I'm surprised there wasn't a dong. That's actually my biggest disappointment is they didn't go that far. I think, per the usual, they err on the side of no dong. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, If if you are, like uh, Eric said, he was trying to push the envelope, and I will tell you Show the dong. Showing the dong. That is the way to push that envelope even further past, because almost everyone's okay with some female nudity. Semen is kind of, like, impressive. Like, I was surprised Mm. there was so much semen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Genitalia, female genitalia, is, again, a thing that I was surprised to see in this. But dong is the that's the holy grail. No one seems to be confident. Without, without it, there's a tinge of sexism to it, and uh, that's what I think it should avoid. Uh, Just a tinge, <laughs> not not intentional, uh-huh. but it could be read as sexist without without equal representation. There were tons of dong in the issue, so 
There's lots of dongs. There's a, there was a, a dong getting used as a bludgeon. Wait. A comedic bludgeon. Tyrone Wait. chased Amy with a dong. Oh. Yeah. yeah oh, that's right. I forgot that part. There's lots of dong. There's, it's just not, you know, I know you're going to laugh, but the heroic dong. That's the that's what you don't see a lot of. You just don't see a lot of hero dong. Like it's one thing to have supporting character nudity, mm. but hero like main character nudity is oddly not too. Prevalent. To be on for to be honest, and this is serious. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've read mainstream. Well, not mainstream, but I well, they're corporate comics, but it's borderline independent. Okay. Like you mean Vertigo. I, I read, I read, not well, Vertigo, but I read 2000 AD. Okay, 2000 AD, okay. okay. And at least once a year, uh-huh. there is a, a story that has a chapter that has male nudity. Okay. It's not, I don't know if that's a Euro comic thing or just so just coincidence, but I've seen male nudity uh-huh. in what you would consider mainstream comics. Something you can buy at a store, off a shelf. You're just a lot less likely to see and, it. And, and that... I don't... <laughs> it just strikes me that we're reaching a point uh-huh. that it should be equal page time. It's, it, it'll get there. Um, I think Savage Dragon... I know this sounds funny. This is funny. I knew it would be worth bringing up. I think Savage Dragon should continue along this path. I, I don't think... Like, a lot of people are like, Oh, just hate this face. And it's like, no... I think that it's like a thing that he's feeling like exploring and I think yeah. it should continue along as long as he feels like it. And uh, I think that if it continues to go along, it'll, it'll get there. There's tons of dongs in the book. And like yeah. I said, that heroic dong is a coming. And I just, I just feel that sometimes people, creators, err on the side of mo- that they believe that straight males are turned off by male nudity. And so they you know, go too far in trying to hide it. Hide the dong. Without, I just, I just feels like a double standard sometimes. No, you know what it is. I know you're going to laugh, but all it is is that a, a, a nude female is almost like, you know, like visually, it's just yeah. not that strikingly, shockingly different than like, say, a bikini or underwear. Exactly. And so when you see the dong, like that's when it's real. Like, cause a guy, you know, just ruins the curve. Yeah. It just, yeah the, the shape is just absolutely ruined. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's nothing grosser in this world than a penis. Additionally, you know, then you've got the issue. I know this is going to sound, oh, this is so funny. This is such a bonus. Like, for people who thought this was done, I love that they just came in at the last second. But, like, then you've got the issue of flaccid and erect, and there's those two states. And so it's like, it's not just a matter of showing it. Like, Dr. Manhattan, there was flaccid dong, that whole comic of Watchmen. Right. But, like, yeah, just, again, a boner. Like, there's just, it, it's, I know it sounds funny, but I think for a lot of people, you know, you see a female nude, it's tasteful. You see a guy nude, it's gross. It's overly like, oh, it's too much. Because then you can have like, I don't know. Like I said, it's just, I think, I know, I don't agree with it at all. I think you're right. I think it should be equal screen time. And I think Savage Dragon will be the book to get there because I think out of any book that could get there, that would be the one that would get there first. Right. That being said, um, you know, it's baby steps. I feel like if the variant cover was just Malcolm's State Fair Zucchini 
all giant with everybody all around. I think the right people, in your face, just just crotch shot. That should have been the cover. I I know that it sounds funny, but I think that that would have been more controversial. I think people would have been more like, oh my god, because yeah. it, it would have had to been all slick from sex and stuff like that. Because it's, it's double standard, and double standard is going to get you more news, more press. Yeah. I know. Like I said, there'll be. We'll see. Like you'll see. How, we'll see how far it wants to go. Like if you do that stuff, you know there are certain people that like they'll see the naked woman and they're okay with it. They see the dong and they're out. Mm. I've I've had people be like, "Oh, it's too much," and it's like, "Well, that's funny that you didn't that's care before." Funny you say that. <laughs> it's funny you didn't care, but it's funny that the dong was what did it. Like, don't you have your own dong? Like. And again, if you're a female, it's like, don't you want to see dong? Like, I don't get it. But people have their different reasons for whatever. I'm I, not a woman, so I can't tell you what women want to see. I'm. I was born one, but no, I'm kidding. Just, just kidding. Just fucking with you. I want to see you react. Like, I look at for the listeners. I can see Jim's audio. His audio didn't move an inch. <laughs> he didn't gasp or laugh or chuckle or nothing. I uh, just fucking with you. No, it's cool. All right. That's it. Pretty much, I just like threw that out there. I just, I knew that would be a conversation worth having. I, overall, I not particularly put off by the cover. It's no, fine. it's fine. I just, my problem with the cover uh-huh. isn't the content. My problem with the cover is the timing, the context, the con. Well, no, it's not even the context. I mean, if that cover had adorned the issue that it occurred in, uh-huh. that would have been daring. Well, don't you think that'd have been a huge spoiler? Well, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, you could have planned it better. I don't know. Maybe have it on the next issue. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying, it's too late. You it's had, to, too- you should, you should have done something. Do Dragon and Alex and Jennifer. That would have been you, or all those bevy leggy supermodels. Oh, Dragon and the Super. Oh, that now there's a reprint variant. If this book mm-hmm. went back to press. Oh yeah, that would redraw be... the cover exact same poses. <laughs> Just put Dragon in his bevy supermodels. Yep, there you go. Oh, Purcell, I knew this would be a conversation worth having. There I, you go. I knew that that, be... that would have been just enough to make me okay. <laughs> that is genius. That is a stroke of genius, sir. That's good. If there is a Savage Dragon two twenty five reprint, you should it should be Dragon in his in his mind heaven awesome well that that was good that was good back and forth i knew that'd be worth talking about and where else i mean it's i can't bring it up next fincast so i knew this would be the time to bring it up we nailed it stuck the landing (laughs) slam dunk fincast over (laughs) thanks so much for listening everybody thanks for listening guys (gasps) (gasps) you should have said this is a savage fincast the fincast that is your not sorry for work variant. <laughs> oh man. The show that is not safe for work. <laughs> the variant that needs the podcast that needs a special warning bag. <laughs> All right. Fincast it's over. Show, yeah. Fincast over. <laughs> Thanks everybody.